0: Hey, ladies, and welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. I'm so excited to be on here with you today. And today we are going to talk about our new homeschool year. So as a family, we have decided to do our homeschool year kind of along the calendar year. Several different reasons for that. Our biggest reason being that Lord willing, this will be the year that we finally get to the mission field in Australia and they follow the calendar year for the school year. So their brand new school year starts in January. So I kind of just went ahead and was like, we're just going to go with that. But in doing that, I found out that I absolutely loved it. Now, we do hit a little bit of a lull come like May, June when everybody's getting out of school and it's nice out and we're still plugging away at school. But I've reworked some things this year and I really think it's going to help alleviate some of that. I love the idea of kind of a year-round school model. I'm not going to go into why, because I could take up a whole episode on why I really um, just feel like that is the best fit for our family and for how we um, do education. But I want to just kind of share with you, I know so many of you have asked, you know we're starting a new school year. Um, I share a lot on my social media, little glimpses into our school days, and you've asked so many different questions about that. So I just kind of wanted to give you an idea of what this year is going to look like for us. I can't give you an idea of the full year because, again... Lord willing, we will have an international move coming at some point in this year, and that still has some uncertainty around it. So I'm going to give you a glimpse of what this first six months is going to look like because I'm pretty sure that unless I get thrown a major curveball, our first six months is pretty certain. Um, So I'm just going to talk you through some of our just regular like schedules and routines in our home. Um, talk you through kind of some of what we're doing with homeschool curriculum, talk to you um, about what we're doing in our morning time, and just kind of bring it all together. Um, So if you've listened to some of my past episodes, well, first of all, if homeschooling is something that is interesting to you or that you would like to hear more on and you haven't listened to these past episodes, I do an episode on creating a morning basket routine. I'm going to refer to that a lot. So if you're like, wait, I have no idea what that is, I'll give you a little sneak peek, but you might want to go back and catch that episode. Um I also did some like a different little series of episodes on why our family homeschools, um how to choose a homeschool curriculum where I put a lot of kind of what our educational philosophy is into that episode. And then Um, I did an episode on Gather Round Homeschool, which is the homeschool curriculum that we have decided to use for the indefinite future. Um, right now we are absolutely in love with it. I don't see that changing, but I'm, uh, whatever the Lord puts on our heart is where we go. But as of right now, we are Gather Round Homeschool family and we love it. So let me clarify here a little bit. When I say that we're doing school and we're homeschooling, yes, I have a five-year-old. She's my oldest. Um, Knox is three and a half, and Ivy is just a little bit over 18 months. And then we have baby coming in May. So that in and of itself, having a baby kind of in the middle of our school year, I'll talk about that in a little bit, what it's going to look like, what I think it's going to look like. Um, but so just to give a little bit of background, if you haven't heard some of the other homeschool episodes, um, my oldest, my Eden is very, very gifted. Um, she is as sharp as a tack. She is just, she turned five in November and She Really, she just excels at anything that her hand or her mind grasps, and it's just such a gift from the Lord that she has, and we just really wanted to lean into that. She also has a passion for learning. Like, she wanted some type of instruction. I very much um, have a relaxed approach to schooling, especially in these early years. Um, and that I feel like that's come out in several different things that I've shared, different book <laughs> recommendations that I've shared. Um, I it Just for us, with our educational philosophy, our family, our values, um, we did not want something that was a traditional school model, whether it be sending our kids to school or even at, at homeschooling. I didn't want something that kind of just pictured the traditional school model, meaning um, when I homeschooled. So I homeschooled from sixth grade on. We used a DVD program where, hey, from eight to three, you know, you did your core subjects, you watched your videos, um, and and I got a great education, and it worked for me, but um, But that is not the kind of homeschooling experience that we want for our kids. And as I'm really trying to learn our kids and learn how God has created them, what helps them grow, what helps them thrive. I don't think that that model really has lined up with any of my children. Um, my kids are very hands-on, um, very explorative. They want to engage in what we're learning. And we really, as a family, love to immerse ourselves in what we're learning. Um, so all that to say, yes, we are homeschooling. Um, but it be when I say that we do school... Don't get in your mind kind of what like normal school would look like. Um, For us, it looks very different. And I will kind of walk you through what that looks like, even this year a little more so. So last year, um, we went ahead and started Eden with kindergarten. Um, She was just four years old, but she showed all signs of readiness and she was begging for it. So we went for it and she excelled. She did so well. We did gather around homeschools. Um, ready-to-read kindergarten program. She worked the whole way through it. She finished that in September and just did so well. She learned so much, and we loved every moment of that. Um, If you know anything about Gather Around or if you listen to my other episode or you're interested, you might want to find out a little bit more. The way it works, once you get past K-4 and K-5, it's a little bit, it's not a unit study per se, but it it has a lot of elements of unit study. So there are units, and 1st grade through 12th grade has the same topic. And then, um, so there's a teacher guide that you read from, information, and then um, each kind of like level, each different age level does age-appropriate work. So we have transitioned this year into the main units of Gather Round, um, I am trying to kind of sift through and pick some of the units that I know are easier. I've went ahead and placed Eden in the pre-reader level, which, again, this may not interest you at all. But if you are interested, I've had so many people ask me that I want to explain this a little bit. So Gather Round has different levels. They don't do it by grade. Um, and pre-reader is the lowest level. Early reader would be the next re- uh, the next level. And I was kind of back and forth about which one to place her in. But this year, so this year, because she just turned five, she technically would not even have been able to enroll in our U.S. school year um, yet. She won't be able to, like, I don't officially have to report anything for her until this coming fall school year. So... Um, I kind of have some freedom to just do whatever. And there are little, they are little. So I'm not stressing about this. Um, again, like I said, school is not something that is super intense and exhausting. And, you know, we do school for eight hours a day and then homework for two hours a day. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Um, but in saying all of that, I decided to go ahead and put her in pre-reader just because, with the year that we're going to have, knowing that we're having a new baby coming, knowing that we might have an international move, and also with this being the last year that I don't officially have to report anything, I just wanted to enjoy the fun of learning in the school year. Not that we won't enjoy the fun of learning beyond, but it's just kind of a, it's our really my last year that I can just have the freedom to do whatever I want and not have to, um, you know, tick boxes and submit paperwork and all yada yada. So anyway, all that to say, I've taken a little more relaxed approach this year. I haven't even made a big deal like, oh, this is your first grade year or anything to be perfectly honest. And this is a whole nother episode in and of itself. I don't really like grade, <laughs> grade categories and qualifications. I know you might be listening and being like, whoa, she's got some crazy ideas. I'm I don't think I'm as crazy as I sound. There's lots of research out there. And you do your research and figure out what's good for you. Um, but anyway, I, I guess technically this would be her first grade year. Um, but we're we're just having fun. We're just doing school, learning, and absolutely loving it. So let me start with sharing kind of what our schedule looks like. And that will branch me into talking about kind of what school looks like for us So as far as our schedule goes, um, I don't really actually like having a schedule in the sense of, while I'm very organized and I'm very structured and I thrive on structure, our life is just very, um, busy and a lot is going on, um, and a lot kind of changes. Um, just as different responsibilities and ministry opportunities. And we like being free to say, hey, it's a beautiful day. We're just going to scrap it all and go outside and play. Or, you know, we're going to do a play date at the park. Or, hey, mommy really needs a work day because I have this deadline coming up or whatever. So I like some of the freedom of not being so confined to a very time schedule. Um, So I kind of call it our family rhythms. So I have developed a rhythm of what a typical day at home looks like for us. Another thing that I've really tried hard to do in this new year is work on what our schedules look like. So Simeon and I sat down together. These are his responsibilities. These are my responsibilities. We put it all on a calendar. We put in some other things in there that we were prioritizing, um, like different ministries that we're involved in. We put a hospitality night in there once a week, different things like that. And then from that, we have worked out, okay, these are the days that we are gonna really focus on being home and working on things at home. And when we... Have those days, which I really shoot for that four days a week. Um, we do a four day a week school week, and so this is just kind of our rhythm. So I don't necessarily have times. I really would like to work on anchoring our meals. So giving kind of a time, like okay, we're gonna start breakfast by this time because that's the first thing on my my rhythm, um, and then okay, lunch is the midpoint in the day. This is the time, and then dinner. Is kind of like our evening transition. Um, We're still working on a little bit of that. But this is what our rhythm looks like. So we start the day with breakfast, and we do our family Bible time at breakfast. So currently we are using Aaron Payne's um, ABC Scripture Memory Cards. So I've talked about those. Aaron's talked about those on this podcast before. Um, I'll link those in the show notes. But we use that, and we use that as our devotional time with the kids, and we also use that as our scripture memory time with them. So we're all working on memorizing these scriptures as a family while we eat breakfast. Breakfast usually lasts about 30 minutes. I try to start it by 8 o'clock. And that's kind of what my mental goal is. doesn't always happen. And hey, if I get to sleep in, I'm enjoying every minute because we have a baby on the way. And that won't happen so much. So I haven't been super strict with my morning routine, just allowing myself some freedom. But, um, so breakfast slash Bible time is about 30 minutes. Then I kind of give a transition while I'm cleaning up the kitchen. The kids can play. They have morning routines that they are to work through, which kind of includes getting ready. So that's, you know, just little chores, making their beds, um, getting dressed for the day, brushing their teeth, opening their blinds, I think is one. Just a couple little things that we do to say, okay, we're dressed, we're ready, let's start our day. Then we transition into our morning basket time. So morning basket time, sometimes I call it morning time. This is our favorite part of the day. So this is just kind of the first part of the day where we all come together and not all of us. By this point, Simeon's gone off to work. So it's just the kids and I. But this is kind of the anchor for our morning. And really so much of our quote unquote schooling or our learning happens through this morning basket time. So I do actually have a basket that I have different books in and things that we don't read all of them every day, but we kind of cycle through those and I'll talk you through kind of like what we're currently doing because our morning basket changes frequently as we finish a book and circle through things. Um... But the idea is to have several different, like, categories of books, several different categories of topics. Um, You know, so I'm I'm just briefly looking through. I'll get into this a little bit more. We have some art, music appreciation, weather, um, manners, different things. And so we'll just, depending on how the day's going, sometimes Morning Basket is 20 minutes. Sometimes it's 30 minutes. Sometimes it's 45. Sometimes it's like an hour and a half. It really just depends on... A lot of variables. Um, But I just kind of, I start with the important things that I always want to do. And then I gauge the kids and just see how long we need to go. But our morning basket always starts with a prayer time. So um, Ivy doesn't pray yet except for Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Which is the cutest thing ever when you hear her little voice say it. But I always try to give Knox and Eden one prayer request that is very pertinent to that day. So something that's going on, a prayer request that somebody shared, we try to start our day, and I try to give them one specific thing um, that is very like time-connected that we pray over. So we start with prayer. Then we usually transition into singing. So with our songs, I love to teach them new songs. I have a little song book. Actually, it's from a Becca book um, that we work through different um, like kid Bible songs. um, We've been learning the books of the Old Testament and we've been actually learning those through a song. Um, so we practice that a lot. Um, I also love to teach them hymns. So I try to do like a hymn a week. Sometimes it takes two or three, depending on how many verses we get into. But I really tried to lean in and to teach them um, some of those great hymns of the faith. And actually... This is kind of a sneak peek. So right now the unit that we're doing is North American birds from Gather Around Homeschool. So in our morning basket song time, I have been teaching them um, the song for the scripture verse. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. We're learning that song, teaching them his eye is on the sparrow. Um, We are going to be learning I can trust Jesus because the verse starts with God picked up a sparrow. That could no longer fly brushed off his wings, watching him soar into the sky. So I've been incorporating um, some different songs that talk about birds into our morning song time. Uh, But my kids love to sing. We have a whole drawer in our morning basket corner that has instruments and little like shaker eggs, and they just they love to get out as many instruments as their hands and mouths can hold, and we just shake our eggs and play our little toy pianos and xylophones and we just sing praises to the Lord. And I love it. I love starting our official morning time together. Um, our official kind of like school day together, praying and singing praises to the Lord. So that's kind of where we start. Then we transition into some memory work. Um, so we are working on memorizing the books of the Old Testament. We've almost finished those. If my kids could just stop <laughs> laughing at all the names of the minor prophets and completely derailing. Once we get to Nahum, they just think that one is hilarious and it just kind of goes downhill from there. Um, but we're almost done. We almost can say, all, well, they almost can say all the books of the Old Testament Then we'll be moving to the new. Um, But we also are doing our scripture memory time there. So this is a different scripture memory time than what we do at breakfast. So I said at breakfast, we're working through those ABC scripture cards. Um, During our morning basket time, I try to find a passage that the Lord just put on my heart that I teach to my kids. So right now we're memorizing Psalm 1. And we just started school like two weeks ago. So we're only on verse 2. Um, but we do a lot of hand motions, um, a lot of, you know, emphasized voice to really get the kids engaged. And it is so cute. So Ivy is picking up on these hand motions. You know, we have, um, you know, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. And I have little, you know, we point and smile at our face for blessed is the man that walketh not. We shake our head, you know, no, and walk our fingers on our arm. And then in the counsel of the ungodly, we touch our ears. And so we have this whole little, like every couple phrases, I do a hand motion and it helps the kids memorize so much. But I noticed even Ivy the other day was doing the motions and she can't She doesn't say the verse, but it just, it touched my heart that even as she, as my little one and a half year old is, is involved and engaged in hearing God's word. So I I love that. I love that she is participating in our scripture memory. Um, And then from there, we just kind of jump into some different books. So I mentioned that we're studying North American birds. I found this really cool um, book on Amazon, The Little Book of Backyard Bird Songs. And it just talks different facts about different birds, and it has little buttons on the side that you can push and you can hear their bird song. So we might do like one or two birds um, and listen to their songs and talk about, you know, the difference in the tone and, you know, maybe we'll compare two birds. You know, the raven doesn't sound anything like the goldfinch. Um, so that kind of ties in too with our unit. Um, I'm also just started going through elementary geography by Charlotte Mason. So this is great, especially at like a younger kid level. They're just really short little lessons. Um, we're only a couple lessons in, like I said, we're just kind of getting started with our year. Um, but like The first lesson was a poem, How All Things Praise the Lord. Then the second lesson was about our world and how the world is round, but they used to think that it was flat. And so it's just teaching them geography through poetry, through story, um, through these just really brief... um, you know, writings talking about different things, you know, look at an orange, you know, it's round, that's how the earth is, it's not flat, because, you know, if a ship would sail at the edge, it'd fall, you know, so just incorporating their minds, getting them thinking, I've really enjoyed that book, and I've heard so many good things about it, I'm looking forward to get into that more, so that's a book that, you know, we might kind of, I, I, I might pair some of these books. I might just do one. Like I said, it all just depends on the day. But these are some ones that are currently in our basket that we're flipping through. Um, we love Usborne books. I don't think we could ever have enough Usborne books. It's such a great resource. They're so engaging and my kids could literally look at them for hours. But we are currently reading together, Lift the Flap, Questions and Answers About Weather. So this one answers really all kinds of how, what, when, which, why, questions, all about the weather. So we've been reading through that just a page or two a day, Um, and then we've kind of been Doing some calendar work. Um, we've been working on memorizing the days of the week, the months of the year, the seasons. We have a little Melissa and Doug like magnetic calendar, and part of that is the weather. So after we read our little portion in our weather book, um, we'll talk about what is the weather today, what is the temperature. Um, so that kind of all comes into that. Then I have a book that we, I actually haven't even started with this with them, but I'm looking forward to getting into it, Impressionism for Children. So these are different pictures of art from the Impressionist era, and it just has like a picture of the painting, and then on the opposite side it has the name of the painting, who painted it, when. And where that piece of art can be found. So I really want to get into that with some picture study. That is just something that I've recently been reading about. So I don't know a lot about that. But really just kind of analyzing these pictures. Talking about the different colors. The different um, technique and styles. And just kind of introducing and wetting our appetite for art. Um, art is not something that I was really exposed to much Um, and a lot of the like modern art I'm not a fan of, but this, this era of art is beautiful. And so we're just going to have fun just kind of looking at those paintings and talking about different colors and different, um, art mediums, different ways that they uh, accomplished their works. So that'll be fun. Um, I have another book, Everyday Graces, A Child's Book of Good Manners by Karen Santorum. So again, we haven't gotten very much into this, but this book looks like it is going to be such a wealth of information and it is a big book. So this is like baby pieces. We're just going to take little snips here and there as we rotate through some of these, but it's talking about good manners at home, honoring your mother and father, helping out at home, loving your family, using your words wisely. Um it talks about different table manners, washing and dressing. Um it talks about how to interact with others, maybe how to interact with elderly people or sick people or people with disabilities, um having good manners in school, how to act at church, at weddings, at funerals. So I'm just I'm looking forward to just little pieces kind of digging into that book. And teaching my kids some things. We also kind of use morning basket as a little bit of a habit training time. You know, if there's something that I need to address, something we need to work on, even something as simple as trying to be very preventative in my parenting, even if it's something that I notice that they're struggling to remember, Um, instead of waiting until I'm frustrated, I'm just trying to get ahead of some of these habit things. Like, for example, um, you know, hey, guys, What do we do when we finish the toilet paper roll? Do we leave it on the stand or do we throw it away and change it? Oh, we throw it away and change it. Okay, let's try to do that today. If you're the one that finishes the toilet paper roll, let's swap it out. Or, you know, talking about, okay, let's practice setting the table. This is what it looks like. Or, you know, hey, everybody's getting thirsty. You know, okay, Eden, would you mind to go and get drinks and serve them? to your brother and sister and just, just different little like um, behavior, manner, habits, things that we need to address, that we need to learn. That's a great time at Morning Basket. We're working on learning to sit still. So depending on how long Morning Basket is, I have little chairs for them. I don't make them sit in them all the time. Um, I allow them to color Eden loves to draw sometimes Knox will flip through books Ivy will look at books they have Legos Um, sometimes we do all of this in the afternoon at the table while they're playing Play-Doh or Kinetic Sand. So it's not like they have to sit still in a chair. I do have a, a time, um, especially at the very beginning when we're doing the prayer time, when we're doing the memorization, where I want them in their chair. They know that their toys need to be under the chair and we work on sitting still, listening, looking at mommy, not talking to your brother or sister, Um, but then, you know, that's just for a, a short time, especially with their ages. Um, so just a couple other things. We have an Osborne pop-up book about birds that we've been going through, just kind of in conjunction with our unit. I have a book of children's poems that we read through. And then I have like a little, um, book that has, they're not really even poems. They're just little like verses maybe with little finger, you know, like the, here's the church, here's the steeple, open the door and see all the people, that kind of thing where you're doing little finger plays and stuff. So that's what our current morning basket is. We just kind of rotate through some of those. Then as far as our actual, um, okay, well, let me go back to the schedule. Stay on course here. Okay. So morning basket. Then we transition into Eden does her piano practice, which that's like 15, 20 minutes ish. Um, she's been taking for a year so I have to help her a lot with that. So usually that's a good time. We've been sitting. We've been quiet. We've been listening. We've been playing quietly. So Eden's going to transition to piano. Knox and Ivy are just free to play. They're free to at this point, you know, even if they're playing during morning basket, morning basket happens in the main living area, whether that's the living room or the kitchen. So I don't want them like wandering off to their bedrooms to play. I want them there so they can hear what's going on. Um, but... At that point during the piano, they can go to their bedrooms. And, oh, my goodness, I forgot. I need to mention this before I move off of morning basket really quick. Our read aloud. So we also have a read-aloud. That we do during morning basket. I can't, that's like one of our main things. I can't believe I forgot that. So Simeon always does a read aloud with the kids in the evening. And I try to get a book that corresponds with the unit that we're doing. So we're doing North American Birds. He's going to read Trumpet of the Swan. The read aloud that I am starting with the kids during our morning basket time is Little Pilgrim's Progress. So I will link that in the show notes. Super excited. That came highly recommended to me. Um, But that is our read-aloud that we do during our morning basket time. So we do kind of our Bible, scripture, memory work, songs, prayer. We do a main read-aloud story time. And then depending on time, we'll flip through one, two, or maybe three of those other books. Um, Okay, so back to Eden Does Piano, The Kids Play. Usually after that, we have some outside time. Um. then we come back in and that's when we do our Gather Around Homeschool. So with my kids at their age level, it really doesn't take us that long, maybe 30 minutes. Um, and at the pre-reader level, level, every day has a coloring sheet. So I print that off for Eden and Knox. Um, As we're doing North American bird unit right now, um, that means that the coloring sheet for every day is the bird that we are learning for that day. So Knox, he can color it however he wants. Eden, I try to have her, I have a picture of the bird that we're learning for the day, and I try to have her copy what it looks like. Um, She loves art, she loves drawing, she loves to have artistic creative freedom. But in this time, I told her, I said, "We, I really want you to draw the bird as the bird is. Um, so that's been neat to see her drawings and see her art. She loves that. So while I am reading the teacher guide, talking about the bird, they are coloring their birds. Eden usually has one additional worksheet that goes with it, whether it's talking about its you know, migratory path or its habitat or its diet. Um, it'll in, kind of incorporate different things. So at the end usually um, Knox and Ivy are about done sitting there and you know Ivy likes to color too but um, I will kind of let them get down and play again while I finish that last worksheet with Eden but I did say so each gather round unit has 20 lessons so it's set up that if you have a four day school week it'll take five weeks if you have a five day school week it'll take four weeks we like the four day school week so that it takes us about five weeks. So I've kind of mapped out my calendar based on five-week school chunks for different units. So what we do is we're starting with North American birds. That'll take us five weeks. Then we're going to take a week of break. Um, then we're going to jump into our next unit, which I am thinking is going to be Asia. So we're going to study all about the Asian continent and the countries, the culture, the food, That will be fun. The kids are excited about that. Um, We'll start that at the end of February. That'll take us through most of March. We will have a break week. Then in April, we're going to transition into studying creepy crawlies. So insects, all things with many legs that... Are in the ground so the kids are really excited about that one that's not really mommy's cup of tea but I I also try to plan these like I didn't want to do creepy crawlies now when we can't get outside and dig in the dirt so that'll be a great spring one I want to plant a little flower garden with the kids this spring so while we're out there planting we'll be looking for all of our creepy crawlies and making lovely bug collections I'm sure That'll take us all the way up to when I'm due to have the baby. So I've really kind of planned nothing for May. We're just going to take a big break, and that's going to just kind of be nothing. That way, I don't have any pressure of trying to do school while I am adjusting to having a new baby, and Daddy doesn't have to step in and kind of do a bunch of that takeover um, while, again, I'm with the baby, because this is my fourth baby, and I... I did better with Ivy. With my first two, I just jumped right back into life, full steam ahead really sooner than I should have. And the longer I go, the more I realize that, that those first few really weeks with the baby, with a newborn are so short. They're so brief. And I'm trying to set our family up, set some routines up so that Really, I can just take that whole month of May and completely bask in the wonder of having a newborn. Um, so I'm just trying to remove a lot of responsibilities and just think about think ahead about ways that I can help myself ahead of time, whether it be freezer meals or prepping breakfast ahead. Um, Simeon and I have had several conversations about trying to plan some of our work and projects to where May is going to be a very easy month for us, a very relaxed month for us, so that he can be a lot more free to help me with the kids. Um, So anyways, May is just going to be baby month. That's another reason why I've really worked hard to get some solid morning routine and this morning basket time to really kind of train the kids in this and to really lean in heavily to this. My kids love to read by the way that we could sit for hours and read which is wonderful and that's what our May is going to look like. We probably aren't going to quit learning completely because that's just not my children would not allow for that but I'm really going to spend May leaning into this morning basket time doing a lot of read alouds a lot of reading with them daddy loves to read with them so he will be kind of doing a little bit more so of the morning basket in those first couple weeks as we transition but that's what May is going to look like then that'll take us into June in June we are going to be studying oceans I'm so excited um, just in interesting fact about me for most of my childhood into my early teenage years I wanted to be an oceanographer I wanted to study the ocean I wanted to be one of the girls that swam with the dolphins like I wanted to do anything that involved being at the ocean I love the ocean I love the the creatures of the ocean everything about it I love it God had different plans for me. I am not an oceanographer, um, but I love the aquarium. I love studying it and my kids do too. So I'm super excited about that unit. And I purposely put that unit right there in the month of June because Lord willing, if all goes according to plan, the past couple years, my dad has taken us to Clearwater, Florida for a beach vacation, which has just been amazing. Um, but we are planning to go again for about a week and a half in July. And so my plan is to study oceans right up until before we leave for that Florida trip. Then we'll have our break while we're in Florida but we will have learned about all these ocean animals and we'll just have so much fun exploring the beach, looking for shells, looking for these animals we've learned about. We are going to plan a trip to the aquarium. So I'm so excited. Just the culmination of our ocean study is going to be a Florida trip with an aquarium and the beach and we're gonna try to do some like very natural beaches. Um, you know, not quite so much mainstream tourism, but really find some like state parks and different things where we can hopefully find a little more of that unique wildlife. So I'm super excited. I have outlined from July to the end of the year, but again, Lord willing we're gonna throw an international move in there and when that happens you know, none, none of none of this is priority at that time. We are just going to be focusing on moving to the other side of the planet with four little children. Um, so anyway, I'm not even going to tell you what I have kind of planned out because I don't know if it's going to happen. But that's what the next six months look like for us. So we are so, so excited. Um, I, I love learning. I love education. I, I kind of nerd out about it. Um, I love to read books on education and educational philosophies. I love to learn about new homeschool curriculums and so many different things. Um, so it's just, it's been such a joy getting to not only teach my children, but to learn along with them. And and some of what God is showing us, it's just, the perfect fit for our family as we try to educate our kids, not only to check all the academic boxes, but really as we try to expose them to the world, to teach them about God as creator, as sustainer, as the one who has dominion over all, the one who created all things good, who has all things for a purpose. It has been such a different learning experience than really I've ever had as we just try to fully immerse our family into these topics that we talk about and as we try to find God in North American birds and in in all of these different things and he's there he's there and I've I've shared some of that before and I'm not going to get on a rant now because I totally could but he's there You don't even have to look that hard and you see his hand in everything he's created. And that's what we are just having such fun leaning into, learning together, embracing this sweet season of early childhood as, yes, we learn. Yes, we do school but we we play hard, we read long hours of the day, we get outside and get dirty, and we just bask in the wonder and the curiosity that is this season of childhood. And so it's just, it's been a great adventure. We are having so much fun. If you have any questions about any of this, I'll try to link all these resources in the show notes for you. Um, If you have any questions, feel free to message me. Um, I'm on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. I'm on Facebook at nohighercalling. You can email me at uh, no higher calling podcast at gmail.com. I am more than happy to answer your questions. I know a lot of you have questions about gather round or about morning basket. And I'm, I, it's a topic obviously I'm very passionate about, so I love talking about it, but thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this gives you a little glimpse into what our days are looking like. They are just so much fun. Um, so many rich, living books and just fun activities, outdoor play, and fully embracing and loving this season of life. So I look forward to joining you ladies next week. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.